0: How many of you consider life to be very precious? Amen. Amen. You know, we have a privilege in this house that not every church has. You know, there's some churches that are old, dying churches. There's just seasoned people, and there's no young people. There's no little ones. And in this house, we have a range from seasoned to newborn. And I love it. Because that speaks to a healthy congregation. Yeah. Because all of us, it takes each one of us have a part. And um, I'm always blessed when I look around. And you know, when we count attendance, one-third of the people are always children. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, tonight, we have the opportunity for a little bit of something different. Alright? Something a lot... We've never done something like this before in our services. At least not while I've been living in Pennsylvania, right? So, um, so and I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit nervous about it because I've never done it before, right? And um, so what we're going to do is invite all of you into the elementary classroom because if we all go downstairs to the elementary classroom, there's just not enough room for us all to fit into that room, right, with the kids. So what we're doing tonight is we're inviting you into their classroom to be an observer and to sit and but how many know that the truth of the gospel affects the hearer right so whether it's delivered on a child's simple level or a complicated you know university degree level either way the power of the gospel is still the same it's still powerful it still works and so Really, it's going to be up to you tonight whether or not you go out blessed and built up and grown. Because what we're doing tonight is we're going to deliver truth to these children on their level. See, there is, in this house, we have lots of kids and so we've got lots of classrooms and, and there's just lots of opportunity for people to serve in this, in this church. And one of the things that we are so grateful for here is how many of you are just faithful servants. And you've really grabbed a hold of the concept and understand that when we serve on a horizontal level this way, that it's unto the Lord this way. Yeah. And whatever we do on this level as unto the Lord, He says He'll pay it back to us. And, and Jesus, he, you know, he, he actually made the statement that one way people will know <laughs> that you're my disciples is if you've loved one for another. And, and how do we know that we love each other? Well, we serve. And so, it's never just, it should never be just a horizontal thing, because if you understand it, it's also a vertical thing. And so, tonight, well, let me talk a little bit more about um, why we're doing this tonight. So, everyone in this room has a schedule, right? And sometimes our schedules cooperate, sometimes they don't, sometimes there's conflicts in schedules, sometimes there's unforeseen things, and a person is sick and they can't Keep a commitment, right, that they were able or had previously uh, committed to keeping. And I have asked now for a number of years of our children's ministry, of all of our people that are serving in this building, I have had a rule in place, you will, a policy in place, and this is what I've said. I don't want anyone to serve in a capacity that takes them outside of this room while the sermon's being preached. More than one time a month. More than once a month. And so what that looks like is for an usher, for example, they can serve every weekend because they're sitting right here. Right? Their service isn't taking them away from the sermon. Whereas someone that's in children's ministry or someone that's in security at the front door, it's taking them out of the room. And so I've said, look, you can't do that more than once a month. And here's the reasons that I have for doing that. Number one is it prevents burnout. Because, see, you all have busy schedules already, and if we, if we say, okay, you can serve twice a month, and then the other two Sundays, it just so happened that you, you know, were gone, you traveled, you, you weren't here, so now you just went a whole month without sitting and hearing and receiving the teaching of the Word of God. And that makes for a weak Christian, and it also makes for a burnt-out Christian. And pretty soon you begin to wonder, well, why am I even... you know? So we need, we need the holistic every experience of coming in, being fed, serving each other, all of it. And so so I've had that policy in place. And what that does, the other thing that it does, is it creates more opportunity for more people to serve. Right? Because it's not just 10% of the church now doing 100% of the work, but it takes everyone in order to be able to fulfill all those positions and places, not more than once a month. Right? And so um, what we have... What that has done, while that creates those good things, it also creates a challenge sometimes of when there's schedule conflicts. And, you know, a person says, well, you know, I can be there. Well, then they're sick or something, can't be there, or something in their life changes. They have to change their schedule, can't get anyone to cover. And so then what ends up happening is we say, okay, that class, that children's class, will just stay in the service that night. And so that happens about once a month, where we have one of the children's classes um, come in and stay in the service. And, and I, for one, you know, I completely believe that there is, it's good to have our kids come and sit in the service with us. And that is why every fifth Saturday, every month that has five Saturdays, we keep the kids in the class with us for that service. And that's why we do that. It's because we want them to experience what it's like to sit in the adult service as well. The trouble is, is when we have lots of schedule conflicts, because it's been happening about once a month, in addition to the fifth Saturday, is that our kids come to church and they end up, one of the classes, they pay a price. You know, they look forward all week to being able to be at that in their class. And then they come and, oh, there's no class tonight. And so we force those kids to pay the price. And the price is this, is they have to come and sit with you and I and learn on the adults' level. And they have to be able to um, grow and receive from the adult level of teaching. And so I don't think it's right, personally, that our kids continually pay the price for decisions that you and I make as adults. Because they're not having to sit in the service for any reason, any fault of their own, right? Yet they're the ones who end up paying the price. And so what I was praying about this, I'm saying, Lord, how can we do this? How can we grow? How can we bring awareness to the congregation that we need more help, more substitutes, without, you know, just standing up and for the 1100th time saying, you know, we could use help here. And how can we help everyone understand the value that we are holding our children in and how important we believe that is? And without making anyone feel beat up, you know, I already serve here and here and And so we decided the best way to do that, um, the Lord led me into that decision, was the best way to do that is simply instead of canceling their class and having them sit with you, we're going to cancel your class tonight (laughs) and you're going to sit with them, all right? And so they're going to come in in just a moment, we'll seat them up here and now this is the part I was nervous about, Jen and I are going to be the teachers tonight. (laughs) Now we're going to let on like you guys are not here. All right? So our focus is them teaching them on their level. Now, I've never taught a children's class before like this. So this is going to be first time for me. All right? So be, be uh, gracious to us and saying, well, why'd they do it that way? Because well, they don't know what they're doing. That's why. <laughs> it's pretty simple. But I do know one thing. I love your kids. I believe in your kids. And, and while this, I don't think tonight, this is not the sermon God had prepared for you, what you're going to hear tonight. Because he had me study and, and prepare something else. However, so what I know is tonight isn't God's best for you, but it is God's best for your kids. And so I want you to understand they're not second-class citizens. And uh, we we're, we're believe in them and want to give them God's best. And so I invite you to engage with your heart, engage with your ears, listen to what we're teaching them because it will also affect you. We're going to take the tithe and offering with the kids up here just like we would when they're downstairs. We're just doing everything up here just like as if it was downstairs in the class. So when they do that, the ushers will pass baskets for you and you can put your tithe and offering into the basket and um, I invite you along into the elementary class. Bring them on in. Hey guys, welcome. It's good to see you. You know, I've always wanted to be able to, here, let's come down to this end. I've always wanted to come down and sit in your classes and see what's it like in your class. And I never get to. Do you know why? Because I'm up here talking to everyone else. But tonight, tonight, we're going to do something special. Tonight, I get to talk to you guys. And be your teacher for the very first time. Have you ever had a new teacher before? Yeah? No? Okay, well, I'm brand new at this, all right? So maybe you have to teach me what we're supposed to do. First thing let's do is I would like to get to know your names. So my name is Sydney, all right? And um, this is Pastor Jen, my wife. You can say
1: I'm Miss Jen. Can everybody do that? Can you say hi, Miss Jen? Okay, very good. Awesome. You can say Pastor Sid. Can you say hi, Pastor Sid.
0: Hi. So, what we're gonna do tonight is we're gonna pretend like nobody else is in the room. It's just us, all right? They're sitting off in the shadows, all right. So, just like downstairs in our class downstairs, we're gonna do everything the same way here, all right? So, let's start in this end, and you tell us your name. Adele, I think I've met you before. Did you know she's my daughter? Yeah. What's your name? Elijah. Elijah. That's a powerful name, isn't it? Katie. Katie. I like that. Anna. Anna. I'm glad you're here, Anna. Lucas. Lucas. You're Anna's brother, aren't you? Yep. Julian. Julian.
1: Arden.
0: And Arden. It's good to have you here, Arden. All right, I am going to do something fun to begin with. Is that okay? Can we do something fun? Did you know God likes to have fun? Yes. Yeah. You guys
1: like fun? Yeah? yeah?
0: Was All right.
1: Something fun that you did today? Uh, did you do anything fun today? I don't remember. Oh, okay, I couldn't remember. It's well, been a awesome. long time, yeah. hasn't it? It's been a long You have something fun? What did you do today? A square whole awesome! Oh wow, that would—you have eight people in your family? That's so cool! What'd you do? That was fun. A card for Christmas sounds like I you I like, like that. Art. You're
0: planning ahead. That's yeah. good. Yeah.
1: Oh, now you remembered. Yeah. Okay, what'd you do today? I'm gonna be Johnny Cash. You, okay? What now? I'm gonna be Johnny Cash. You are okay, <laughs> Johnny Cash. <laughs> okay.
0: Awesome. all right they told us something fun did you guys do anything fun today you got pumpkin seeds what are you going to do with them you ate them okay I thought you were going to plant them or something (laughs) but you ate them should
1: we let them talk into this or what do you think
0: no it's okay okay. how about you Elijah you went to your friend's house that sounds like a fun time Adele, did you have fun today? Yeah. What did you do? Scream. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds like that would be fun too. The
1: weekend, yep, okay.
0: All right, so let's do this. If you were an animal, what would you be? If you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? Katie? A bunny. A bunny. That would be, that would be a hairy situation, wouldn't it? <laughs> How about you, Elijah? A cat. A cat? Yeah. <laughs> Cats have a pretty good life, don't they? Adele, what would you be? A horse. A
1: horse. Why a horse? I like it. Okay.
0: Do you like the horse around?
1: Maybe that's why.
0: Yeah. How about you, Anna? An owl. An owl. Because they have That's pretty cool. And they're
1: smart. Yeah.
0: They do. They can fly, they can turn their head around. I've always wanted to, do, to be able to do that. Yeah. Just look right behind me. What? How about you, Lucas? A cat. A, a kitten. A kitten. Yeah. They're nice and cuddly, aren't they? <laughs> How about you, you, Julian? A bull. A bull? A bull? Okay. Like a cow bull? Yes. Okay. yes. That would be alright.
1: <laughs> what about you, Arden? If you were an animal, what would you want to be? Or maybe you don't like animals. Not everybody does.
0: I don't know about you guys, but I'm glad that we weren't made animals. I'm glad we were made people, right? If I was an animal, do you know what I would be? I would be a resting lion. A resting lion. Just looking out over over the grasslands for a nice, big, fat wildebeest to eat. (laughs) That's what I would do. All right, okay. let's ask another question. Did ask get,
1: another question?
0: Yeah. Did you, um, is what happened, to, anything happened today or this week that made you think of God? Can you think of anything that made you think of God this week? Anna? Um, the, picture. the picture of the lion, mm-hmm. which is like Aslan. Yeah. Anyone else? Julian? Talking. He's been talking to you.
1: Well, that's cool.
0: That's awesome, because we're going to talk about that tonight.
1: What's he been saying? Anything you care to share? Well, I'm glad you're listening, because that's really important.
0: All right, anyone else? Anything that made you think of God? Okay. Well, if you think of something later, you can still tell us. Okay. All right, go ahead. So you
1: want me to start? Okay, well, here's the thing, guys. We're new teachers, So we have a problem. Can you help me with my problem? Anybody want to help me with my problem? I don't know what the rules are. So can someone tell me what the rules are? All right, so Julian, what's what's a rule? What should I know? Um, Okay, just one rule. We'll let some other friends. Okay, Adele, you had your hand up too. So he said raise your hand. That's a rule. Eyes watching. Eyes watching, Anna. Hands to yourself, is that what you said? Oh, legs to yourself too, that's good. All right, Uh, I don't know whose hands was next. So, Katie? Ears listening. And Elijah? Feet walking. Feet walking, so not running, is that what you mean? Okay, no running. And uh, Lucas, what did you, you had your hand up? Eyes watching. Eyes watching. You guys know the rules. Anna, you got another one? Line up quietly. Line up quietly. Thank you for helping me, because I just, I'm a new teacher. I don't know the rules, so. All right, well, we are going to teach you a little bit about tithes and offerings, and we're going to pass the basket. Is that what you do in class? so You're going to have to help me, because there's lots of things I don't know. I haven't done this for you guys before. Because you've always been out Yeah, right, right. So someone else has been doing that. So can you help me if there's something? Okay, let's ask this. What's something I should really remember? What's some things that... The high five? I'm um, just a high five yet? No. Oh. Oh the the rules. Yeah. The rules. Okay. Yes, I need to remember the rules. Anything other than the rules, what am I to remember? What do you want me to make sure I do? You're pretty open, huh? Okay. Well if you think of something that I'm forgetting, raise your hand. All right, so who knows the difference between a tithe and an offering? Does anybody know the... Di- oh, you all... Some, okay, Anna, what's the you difference? You are a
0: sharp bunch.
1: Okay, so an offering is 10 cents, and a tithe is more than 10 cents. Is that... All right, Adele, what, what's the difference between the tithe and an offering? Okay, you said an offering is when you want to give more, and a tithe is when you want to give something. Lucas, what what did you what's the difference? What's the difference between tithe and offering? Tithe is when you Okay, so a tithe is when you give ten dollars and an offering is when you give extra. Julian, what's the difference between tithe and offering? Uh, I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Well that's great. So we'll talk about it. So here's the thing, guys. In Malachi, let me read to you something in Malachi. Because um, God said, actually I'll just tell you, he said, bring the full tithe into the storehouse so that there's food in my house and he goes and test me in this in other words try me out see if i'll do this i'm going to open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings more than you can even hold more than you can even receive okay so we got to back up he said bring in the full tithe what is tithe you guys know what okay lucas 10 okay 10 of what 10 puppies Uh, Anna? 10%. 10%. Good. Okay. Katie? $10. Julian? Tithe. Tithe, like water tithe? Okay, so here's the deal. I I had an idea, but I'm not sure it's going to work.
0: What are you looking for?
1: I was going to engage them all. Lucas, uh, let's tell you what. You three boys, once you come around here, actually this whole group, come around here and line up right here. And those three come around here and line up here. And I'm just going to show you, we're just going to talk about what a tithe is. What a, what, and you were right, Anna. You said 10%, didn't you? So this is what I want you to do. We're going to pretend. How many of you like candy? Me. You like candy? How many of you like suckers? Oh, some of you don't like suckers. Well, now I'm in trouble because I picked suckers. And I also have Gum. Gum. Okay, that's good. Does everybody like gum? Everybody, you don't like gum or suckers? Okay, okay. let's just pretend you like suckers. <laughs> Can we do that? <laughs> We're going to pretend you like suckers, okay? And somebody gave us, somebody gave you 10 suckers. So what I want you to do when everybody's going to take a turn to come up here and draw me a sucker, here's our sucker, Okay. All right, we're going to make 10 of them. So I made one. Julian, come up here. Put a sucker on the board. Come up. Just take turns. This side will go, and then you go back, and then we'll have that side go. One at a time, please, in a row. Hold on, sir. (laughs) Let's go right here. We're just going to make a line right here. So let me grab the uh, eraser if my helper wants to get me the eraser.
0: It's right here.
1: There we are. Okay. Or if I had eyes. Okay, Arden, you go put one right here. And then, Julian, you go back and sit down. Arden, hand the marker to Anna. Lucas, come up. And here's your marker. If you put a sucker on the board in our line, go sit down in our line. All right, Elijah, you want to come put a sucker on the board? Everybody got a turn, right? Here, I can put that on. All right, so we've got how many? We've got six up there, Katie. Oh, that's a good sucker. Okay. Okay, Adele, you come up. All right, and now I'm just going to go 9 and 10.
0: One right. for you and I. Yeah, so we got, we got 10 teachers.
1: suckers. Okay. <clears throat> so here's what a 10th is. We've got 10. It would be as if somebody gave me 10 suckers, and I gave this one to God. I gave that to somebody. Because when we give to God, we give to people, Right? We don't send, we don't put money in an envelope and, and mail it to heaven, do we? No. No, that's impossible. No, that's impossible. So we give it to people. Because that's how God gets things across to people. So that is what, when we give tithe, we're giving a portion of it. Now, do you think it would be right to eat all the suckers? And then, and, and then that last one, you know, like, we ate all of those, and boy, I don't know if I can give this last one. I might need it after recess tomorrow. And then, do you see what I mean? Maybe we should give our, our sucker to God first. See, when something comes in, he blesses us with something, we give that first part. See, that's the other part of, about a tithe. It's the first part. That first tenth. Okay? So... I want to talk to you about offering. So did you know, okay, let me back up and tell you this. One of the ways that we tell God that we honor him is by doing what I just said. We give him that first part of what he blesses us with and give it back to him. That's one of the ways that we show God we honor him. But one of you said offering is extra beyond the tithe. So let me read you a scripture in Proverbs. It says, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. So basically what that's saying is if you give to the poor, it's like giving it to God, right? Mm -hmm. And what did he say would happen? What did the verse say, Anna? God God will give to you. So it's really important that... We, we are kind to the poor and we give to them. So we are going to, how many of you know who we give our, our children's offerings all go to who? Katie? Those guys, Michael, Daniel, and Emmanuel. So does anybody want to pray over our offering tonight? Jillian, you want to pray? No? Anybody want to pray? What's the deal here? No, nobody wants to pray okay you want to pray okay here you go all right let's thank, pray
0: thank you for for this day and in jesus name amen.
1: Father, we're so grateful tonight that we have so many good things and that you're a good God. Lord, I thank you that we have beds to sleep in and we have food and you give us fun toys to play with and you give us so many good memories and and stuff. So, Lord, we're glad we can share of our bounty, of our good things you've given to us. So, thank you and I just ask you to, to be with these children in Ghana that they would have everything that they need in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen.
1: All right, so we're going to pass the basket. If anybody brought an offering.
0: Just, and then just pass it down to the next person if you would.
1: Okay. So, who can tell me? Everyone got their offering in? Yeah, done? they did. Okay. All right, who can tell me what your lessons have been about? What's this quarter or semester or I'm not sure what we're going by but what's, what's, what have you been learning? Lucas? Dreams and visions. Dreams and visions, Anna? Um, God can tell you things? Dreams Through dreams and visions. dreams and visions, yeah. Uh, Katie, you had something? Huh? I'll, I'll come back to you. Okay, you had something and then I'll get to Adele. Um, I- okay, talking and seeing him. Adele, what have you been learning? What's, there, what's this about? Okay, Anna, you have something else? Okay, so we've been hearing, we've been talking about hearing God's voice, right? So why is it important that we hear what God's saying to us? What do you think, Lucas? Why is it important? What, what does it matter if we hear what God's saying? Anna? So we do the right thing? Very okay, good. if we don't hear what God's saying, how would we do what he's telling us to do? What he wants done? Well, what happens if we don't do what God wants done? Katie? Get punished. You get punished. Okay, Julian, you had something? Um. Okay, Okay. think about it. If we don't do what God's telling us to do, what would happen? Katie? Katie?
0: Yeah, that might be right from mommy and daddy especially if you don't obey mommy yeah, yeah, and daddy right. Right.
1: especially if, you, if God was telling you to obey mom and daddy and, uh, and you didn't then you might get spanking from mom and daddy yeah. so, what, so what
0: do you think happens if an adult doesn't obey God okay uh, Anna we got, from God. we got punished from God what do you think Julian
1: uh huh okay so, so let me help you guys out a little bit here <clears throat> what you might die? Wow, yeah, you, okay. You might. You, you might. You know, if God told you, don't run out on the street, and you just did anyways, that could be happening. But, but I want to shift it just a little bit to not quite so dark, okay? So, <laughs> I don't know. I think I hear some thunder or something, because we're in our classroom, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Those wallflowers or something kind of loud.
0: But you know, disobedience there, does carry serious consequences, and it, it, can, it, absolutely it can mean does. someone would die.
1: Here's the thing, guys, if we don't hear what God is telling us to do, we will not do the job or whatever it is God's telling us to do, and if we don't do that, you're going to miss out on something good, and somebody else is going to miss out on something good. Do you see that? So it's really super important. Okay, so y'all have been learning about some different ways God speaks to us, right? Who can give me some ways? Anna? Dreams and visions. visions. Jillian? Um, Going to to heaven, like, okay. When he talks to you. Okay, so I'm going to tell us another way we're going to talk about tonight. Another way that God can speak to us. And that is through pictures. So, I want to read something to you. And I know all of you are probably feeling kind of wiggly. Who's feeling wiggly? Raise your hand. You're feeling wiggly? So why don't you do this? Lucas, are you feeling wiggly? You're not feeling wiggly? I want everybody just to kind of go like this. Just get it out. Just beat the air. Yeah. All right. All right. So got the wiggles out? Okay, here's this thing. Y'all listening? So here's this thing I'm going to read to you in Jeremiah. It says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Think about that. Before when you were just this tiny little baby in your mama's tummy, he knew you. Isn't that cool?
2: Yeah, even when
1: you weren't yelling, yeah. I knew you
2: even in the tummy,
1: you yeah, exactly. That's awesome. he knows his body. So cool. So he says, yeah. Before you were born, I set you apart. Now this is the part I want you really to hear. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Who knows what appointed means? Nobody knows. Okay, here's the thing. Basically, God decided while he was, before he was born, he decided he would be a prophet. God planned for Jeremiah to be a prophet. What do you think God decided for you to be? You ever think about that? Okay, I'm not asking for questions because we might be here a while. But I want you to consider this, that God decided and prepared for you to be something. What do he call you to be? We should be asking him about that. We should be thinking about that. Because before you were born, he decided you would be something and do a job. Do a something. Yes, Adele? You think he wants you to be a prophet? Okay. Okay, well, that's something you definitely could pray about and talk to your parents about. It's really important to be talking to your parents and, and hearing what God would say through them. Because you know God can speak to you through your parents. All right, so you're feeling, anyone else feeling wiggly? Anyone else need to get some wiggles out? All right, beat the wiggles out. Take a deep breath. All right, now, Lucas, why don't you sit up, and I'm going to read you something else. What do you think Jeremiah said? Jeremiah's like, wait a minute, I am too young. You ever feel like that? You're just too young? Yeah, you're just too young. I can't do it. It's for the big people. The Lord said to me, don't say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say what I command you. Whoa, I need to know what God's telling me. Don't be afraid of them, for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I put you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. And you guys are probably like, la, 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 that was a lot of words. But do you see, God was telling this guy before he was ever born, I had this big plan for your life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: God's got a big plan for your life too. That's why we're teaching you about hearing from him and listening to him because you'll miss it if you're not listening. So, the word of the Lord came to me. And this is our scripture verse for today. We're all going to say it together. I'll say it first, then you repeat it. It says, what do you see, Jeremiah? What do you see? Okay, let's say it together. What, what do, do you, you see, see Jeremiah? Jeremiah? Okay. And Jeremiah says, I see the branch of an almond tree. Well, Lord, okay, you don't have to say that part. But good, good job, you're being obedient. So the Lord said to me, You have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. Okay. So we're talking about how God speaks to us through pictures sometimes. So there were many times in the Bible where God spoke to his people through pictures. So like, put on the glasses, and I see something, right? I see a picture that God gave me. He gave his people spirit eyes to see What he needed them to see so he could give them an important message. And we talked about how he spoke to Jeremiah. What was the thing he said to Jeremiah? What do you... You all hear? What do you see? So, each time God asked him, and now we didn't read all of this, but each time God asked him what he saw, Jeremiah gave a description of what he was seeing. In each case, God said like this. He goes, Jeremiah... You're right, and here's what it means. Then God would interpret what He was showing him. God had important messages for Jeremiah, and he used pictures to get them across to him. So who here can read and who here has a Bible? OK, who would like to turn to Amos seven: eight? And maybe my helper, maybe my helper could, could help them turn to Amos.: Do you guys
0: know how to find Amos in your Bible? Okay.
1: All right, I tell you what, maybe my helper can turn to Amos and read Amos 7 8.
0: What if I can't find it? Then what should I do? Okay. Here, I have a cheat sheet. Do you know what a cheat sheet is? Yes. What is it? Yeah, the answers. I have Amos 7 8 right here. This is what this verse says. Okay, later we're going to have a sword drill. And we'll bring some other Bibles, and then we can um, find places in in our Bibles. But Amos seven says the Lord asked me. Have you ever been asked a question by the Lord? Yes. Did you know that as little children, you're not too little for the Lord to talk to you? Yeah, He always does it. Yeah, that's right. And He says the Lord asked me, "What do you see, Amos? A plumb line." I replied, then the Lord said, look, I am setting a plumb line among my people Israel, and I will spare them no longer.
1: So what did he see? He saw a picture of a plumb line. It wasn't a real one, but he just, you know, his eyes were, suddenly he saw this plumb line. And he knew he had a mess on the inside. He knew it meant this, right? So do you see how God spoke to him through a picture? How about Zechariah 4 too? Can you read that one too?
0: He asked me, What do you see? And I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lamps on it, with seven channels to the lamps.
1: So what did he see? Who can Anna? Yeah, he had seven gold lamps. Right. So again, where is he seeing this? Was it a real one? No, where so it was a picture. Where was the picture? Lucas? So it was something Mm -hmm. on the inside.
0: A vision on the inside. Okay, everybody
1: close your eyes. All right, everybody close your eyes. I want you to see a big blue bunny with red eyes.
0: (laughs) We don't want to give them nightmares.
1: (laughs) I don't know, that came to mind. (laughs) Trying to make color contrast here. You're right, okay. I
0: completely agree.
1: <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Was there any blue bunny? Yes. No, huh? It was all in here. There wasn't a real bunny.
0: In your imagination, It's right? in
1: your imagination. See, God will bring pictures sometimes, and he will speak to us that way sometimes. Not always, because you might see a, an ice cream cone. And it might just be because you want an ice cream cone and you're hungry for one. And it may not be that God's trying to tell you something. Or have the so God. Yeah, but here's the thing the, the, that, that's not from God. If it brought fear to you, then that wasn't from God. But do you see what I mean? God can use pictures to speak to us. So in days gone by, God spoke to people in dreams and, and pictures and images like that. Has he changed? Is he still the same God? Yes, he's never died. Oh, no, he's the, still the same God. So if he spoke to these guys back then by bringing them a picture or giving them a dream or a vision... Whenever he's 1,000 years old. Yeah. yeah, right. So he's never going to die. I agree with that. So he's still going to speak to us with pictures. He's still going to speak to us in dreams. He's still going to speak to us in um, his word, right? Okay. So, but it's not very common for Christians nowadays to recognize that, partly because they're so focused on what they can see, what they can hear, and and going to their job, and they're not even listening for God. They're not even aware that there's a whole world where they can't see, and that's the world that's real, because God is real, and, and even though you don't see him, he's real, right? So... They're not even trying to hear from them. It's why they're not getting dreams or visions or pictures from them. Yes, Anna, what do you have to share? Am I... What, what happened here to me, babe? Okay, you were sharing something, Anna. What was that? You have to go potty. Sure. I will have a helper. Miss Kelly will take you to the potty. All right. So... When we see the challenges, we have to figure out what God is trying to tell us when he shows us these things. So if you have a picture, we need to know what it means, right? So we need to interpret it. What does interpreting mean? Does anybody know what interpreting means? Nope. Okay, in other words, what does it mean? Right? Sorry, guys. So interpreting means we have to decide the meaning of the thing, right? Okay, so God never wastes his time when he shows us these things. If he's speaking to us like that, it's because it's really important. Yeah, and we need right. to understand it's really important. Yes, Julian. I you have to go potty too. Okay, Tell you what.
0: You wait just a little bit.
1: Does anybody else have to go potty? <laughs> Katie's got to go. Us. all right. And Adele, do you have to go too? You're thirsty. I have some water right here. That's totally fine. And again, I don't know. It must be thundering outside or something because I hear this weird stuff coming from behind us. So uh, some other of them have to okay, go Okay, who else
0: needs to go potty? Anybody okay.
1: else need a drink or anything like that? Maybe Kelly could bring a, a drink. We have normal... I mean, normally we let them go and clap. I mean, they go. Yeah, don't. this... this. Yeah. So...
0: We don't want cleanup on aisle three. We know that.
1: Where's my watch? Because you know, is I wonder how long we have. I wonder if the pastor's going to go long tonight, or if we. Have... I think he's
0: going long. But let's just plan I, I, on it.
1: I think too. I mean, sometimes he goes till eight thirty. So, what does that say? It's Seven. Eight after. Okay. Well then. Guess we can get prepared for when they come back. What? Not right now. Hey, babe, where are, since they're not here, I can talk about it. You have a watch, and where's your props?
0: Right here and right in here.
1: You got the binoculars. Since they're not here to hear what I'm saying. Okay. So you don't have to go potty?
0: You're good to go? Did you think about something that made you think of God? Nothing. Nothing happened today that made you think, "Oh yeah, God." Yeah, that that's good. When she says one time when Ariel gave her a stuffed animal, oh,
1: that stuffed that that horse. made you think
0: of God and how yeah. He gives things to people.
1: Because she just that's good. She didn't have to do that. That was kind of her. See, when we're kind to other people, that makes them. That's what, how God is kind to people. He uses people to accomplish His plan, right? Okay, here's some of them.
0: Awesome. Good to have you guys back. We were starting to get lonely without you.
1: All right, so what are we talking about tonight? What is the way that God what way are we talking about tonight that God speaks to us? Katie? Dreams. Well, pi- that was last week, Dreams, but what what's tonight? Pictures. And pictures. Yes. That's right. So, we're talking about pictures. And and like we just illustrated, we're the pictures in our head in our mind it's not like I see an actual like you know here's a book or the bible I'm seeing that right so it's something that God will bring to your mind and it has a significance so we'll wait till our friends come back before we go on or do you want me just to go on I'm not sure what the other teachers do when half the class leaves
0: you're the teacher so we can decide
1: well I've never done this before or this part Well, I have, but I haven't done for this class since... Actually, I only did nursery and preschool. I never did this class. Anna,
0: how old are you? Seven. Seven. How about you, Katie? Seven. Seven. Are you sure? Seven, okay. (laughs) All seven-year-olds. Did you know that there's numbers in the Bible and that those numbers often meant something? And that seven was a really good number. We're going to talk about that a little bit later.
1: Okay, I think we're going to go on since hey, Arden, half welcome of the back. class is back.
0: You feel better? All I right. always do when I'm done.
1: <laughs> All right, so who can tell me, tell you what, who can tell me what Jeremiah saw? Katie? Oh, yeah, you're kind of right. And Go ahead. Yes, an almond branch. So not a tree, but an almond branch. The Lord said to him, Jeremiah, what do you see? And suddenly he saw an almond branch. And you think God's just like, oh, I just want to see if you know the difference between a pecan tree. and a-. No, he had a reason. So sometimes God will play with words that sound alike but have different meanings. So when he showed Jeremiah that almond branch, it seemed to have no connection to God's explanation. So God went on and told him. He said, I'll tell you what he said. He said that I'm watching over my word to see that it is fulfilled. Well, how does that go with an almond branch? Did that seem kind of weird to you? That he would say, here's this almond branch, and the meaning was I'm watching over my word to perform it? Well, here's the thing. It, that's because we're reading it in English. But when God spoke it, he spoke it in Hebrew. What's Hebrew? Hebrew. It's a different, a different language. language. That's right. Yes, yeah, see, we're Americans. We speak English. But Hebrews is the language the Jews spoke. So he said it in, in Hebrew. And if we knew the Hebrew language, we would know that the word for almond branch sounds like the word for watching. So where's our watch?
0: Here's a watch.
1: So it would be like God saying, Jeremiah, what do you see in my hand? A watch. Like that. And he'd say, a watch. And then God would say, that's right, Jeremiah. And... I am going to watch over my words to perform them and see that they come to pass. So do you see how the word watch had two different meanings? Right? Okay.
0: Did you know that even God likes puns? You know what a pun is? It's when a word can mean more than one thing, like watch. It can mean a watch like this, or it can mean I'm watching, right? With my eyes, I'm looking. And so that's what happened here is God was telling, held up one thing that sounded like another word and he said, I'm watching over my word to perform it. And did you know when God gives you a promise, he makes sure that it happens. He watches it and guards it to make sure that, that it comes to pass.
1: Okay. So you're going to read the next part? Yes. All right. So, okay, here's what we're learning, guys. We're wanting you to understand that sometimes God brings a picture and it means something. So,
0: so if, in your, if you were, let's say you were praying or you're just sitting and the Lord is talking to you, but he's not talking to you in words, he's talking to you in a picture, right? You just see a picture on the inside. You're not seeing it out here or on the wall or somewhere else in a book, but in, in here, the Lord brings a picture to you. So let's pretend that right now God is showing you a picture of something.
1: Let's. <laughs> I'm missing my cues, guys. So here, so let's say God's, yeah. If he showed us a,
0: a picture of a mirror, if this is the picture that all of a sudden was in your mind, what do you think maybe God would be trying to say to you? A mirror. A
1: mirror? What reason? What would he bring a mirror? What? what
0: you... Okay, Anna?
1: Yeah, that's great. It could be. You
0: Anybody have to pray else? About
1: it. You'd have to pray about it, and he'd tell you. Anybody else? What else could you... Julian? Um, could okay. Yeah, that's
0: very good. So he could be showing you that a person is a reflection of Jesus, and he is to bless other people, right? Or it might mean something different. It might mean that you are a reflection of your friends that you hang out with. Or maybe... He just wants you to see you in the mirror and He considers you to be very valuable and precious. But see, here's the thing. When you see something in your mind like that, when God brings you a picture, don't just immediately think, well, last time it meant this or "Or one time I heard someone else's story it meant that. No, instead, pray and ask the Holy Spirit, what does this mean, Lord? And let Him show you or let Him bring a thought to you and it helped you understand it. All right, so what if you saw a different thing this time? What if what is you this?
1: saw this? What is this?
0: Uh, a scissors. What might a scissors okay. mean if you okay. suddenly saw a picture of a scissors? Let's over, let's over here. Katie. Cut to your hair maybe? cut hair, maybe? hair. okay. Do you think I saw uh, uh, maybe a that's picture what happened of a scissors? Is that what happened to my hair? <laughs> no, nope, that's not okay, what happened. Elijah
1: had something. He had his hand up.
0: Elijah, what do you think a scissors might mean?
1: Okay, but if God brought a picture of a scissors to you, what are some things he might be trying to tell you? Julian? So he might be giving you some instructions to prepare you for something coming up. Okay, uh, Lucas? Okay, he might be asking you to do something with it. Okay, uh, Arden? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, that could be it could be okay. a warning. That's yeah, right.
1: you're right. Yeah, God could be trying to warn you of incoming coming danger.
0: Yeah.
1: Anna? Uh, maybe, uh-huh. Because there's a sharp. Uh-huh. So like be prepared Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is God could be using a scissors as a warning like you could it could mean a warning. What are some other things?
0: Okay, so maybe God is just telling you to cut something out of your life, right? something that shouldn't be there not mean like physically use a scissors and cut it but it's a symbol for something yeah
1: it might be that you know you've been you've been mean to your sister and taken her doll and God's saying I want you to cut that out
0: (laughs) cut it out right But see
1: here's the thing guys you not cut the doll
0: (laughs) okay Elijah what did you have yeah. Yeah, it one. might be to make a card for someone. That's right. Yeah,
1: that's All right.
0: right, so what if you saw a different picture? Maybe this time we see a picture of a library or a book.
1: So what if you saw a picture of a What
0: book? might God be saying if you saw a book to you?
1: I saw Julian's hand.
0: Okay, Julian? I'll read the Bible. Yeah, he might, might be, be saying read the Bible. Okay. That's right.
1: Who else had something? You're going to say that. Same thing, that's Katie? a good
0: answer, Katie.
1: Read this book.
0: Read this book.
1: Yeah, yeah okay. read a good
0: book, not a bad book. Adele? That's wise. Gotcha. Yep, that could be it. Did you know one time I, s- I had a dream? And I in my dream, I saw a book I had never read. I had never seen this book in real life before. I just saw the title and the cover of the book. And I had never even had someone tell me about this book before, right? And the next day, the next morning, I'm at a friend's house, and I'm just getting ready to leave. I'm going to walk out the front door, and they have this big library right beside the front door, and I just look up, and there's one book on all these hundreds of books on the shelf that my eyes are just immediately drawn to this one book, and guess what? It's the book I saw in my dream, the exact book. So I said, I went over, I pull it off the shelf, I said, may I borrow this book? And they're like, yes. Yes. Of course. So I take it home and I read it. And you know, that book had instructions in it for me. And it prepared me for something that was just getting ready to happen in my life. And so God showed me a book because he wanted me to do something. He wanted me to read that book. But for you, maybe it would be different. It's not always the same thing when God shows us a picture, right, Elijah? Yes, my dream did come true. God showed me that in a dream. All right, what if, um, okay. let's hold up a different picture okay.
1: here. Okay, what about, what, what's this? Who can tell me what this is? This gives it away. All right, Julian? A kangaroo. It's a kangaroo. All right. Yeah, I know. Exactly, people call it, a it bunny doesn't look all the like time. a bunny, doesn't it? And Adele doesn't like when people call it a bunny because it's not a bunny; it's a kangaroo. You're supposed to know that. Anyways, I'm gonna tell you a little story about. A, this is actually a true story, but I'm gonna add just a few details because I don't know exactly how it went. But there was this prayer meeting where these people were praying for this lady, and this little girl was there, and she went up and prayed for this lady too. And suddenly, she saw a picture. Where'd the picture come to? Anna? Her mind. So she's praying, and suddenly in her mind, she saw a picture of a kangaroo. And she said, um, I have something to share. Uh, I see a picture of a kangaroo. And all of the adults were like, Ha 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 ha, that is so cute. That's so funny. Awesome. Nice try. But the lady they were praying for wasn't laughing, she started crying. And everyone was like, whoa, what, why? And she said, because she felt God was calling her to Australia. And she asked him specifically for a confirmation to move forward in that direction. And here this little girl came and said, I see over her this kangaroo, which is a native to Australia. And she knew on the inside, see, this is what I want you to get. She knew in her spirit, man, on the inside, exactly what God wanted to say to her through that picture. And she knew this was the confirmation. She's supposed to go to Australia. And that little girl had the piece of it. God used her to, to show her that. Isn't that cool? God wants to use you like that too. We've got to be aware that he wants to use us like that and be listening and aware of it.
0: So what if... You saw something different. Let's see. What is this?
1: Well, we got to find the this. Hold on. It's caught. What's that? A hanger. Okay. What if you saw a picture of a hanger?
0: What if you saw a hanger? What do you think that might mean, Anna? Maybe buy. (laughs) Maybe buy clothing for your friend. Yeah, (laughs) it might be. What about you, Julian? To hang
3: your clothes up. Hang your clothes up. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and give them away, Arden. Arden. (laughs)
1: <laughs> might mean someone it wants might. to it, hang you and you know
0: what? That would be a warning, wouldn't that it? That
1: would be another warning, yeah.
0: And did you know God absolutely will show you pictures to warn you? It's yes. one of the ways he yes. warns us. So that that's is, good.
1: That's really good. So, Do you see that there's all different ways God could speak to us?
0: It's not just one way. Yeah. Um, no I'm gonna I'm gonna skip that skip one. Skip it, yep. See when we when we When we allow God to show us pictures and when we ask Him to speak to us, He might speak to you on the inside in a still small voice. You might have a vision. You might have a dream. Or you might just see a picture. One time when a bunch of us from church here were getting ready to go down to Lancaster City, we were going to go down and pray for people and just people on the sidewalk and who we met. And so we gathered together and we prayed before we went down there. And this is what we prayed. We said, Lord, is there... Uh, anything that you want to do in us down there and, you know, lead us, speak to us. And I saw a picture and the picture that I saw was a cast, right? It was on the left hand and it was a certain color. And I saw, I just saw this cast. And so when we went down to town and we that was all I saw. You know, the Lord didn't say, oh, you're going to see a person with a cast and we want you to pray for him. None of that. I just saw a picture of a cast. So now I'm watching for someone with a cast, right? And then we go down to town, we're walking around, and we're actually at the children's playground. And there's a whole bunch of kids playing, and we just turned to leave, it was time to go home. And here I see a kid with a cast on his arm, the same color, on the same arm that I had seen. Wow, now what should we do? I saw his cast, I saw his arm when we prayed and asked the Lord what to, to lead us, right? So immediately we went over to the child and we asked him if, we started talking to him. And I asked him what happened and do you know how he broke his arm? He did a backflip off of the swing. That's pretty wild, isn't it? And that's how he broke his arm. And so I asked him, can we pray for you? He's like, yeah. Yeah. And so we pray for him. His arm wasn't hurting or anything. So I don't know what happened from there. I told him, I, I told him to go back home and tell his, his aunt what had happened and that they should go to the doctor and get his arm looked at because I think he can take his cast off. And so I never heard the rest of the story. But see, the rest of the story isn't what's as important as obeying what I had on the inside, right? And he showed me a picture of something and then we saw it. Out there on the playground and went and prayed for the person. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's go to part three. You
1: want me to share any more on that?
0: Um, you can, certainly. Okay.
1: So let me tell you one time. I, we, we had a prayer meeting, and in the prayer meeting, I suddenly I saw these puzzle pieces. You guys like puzzles? Yes, we do. You do like puzzles? Puzzle. You have an a thousand piece puzzle? Wow. Two, Two thousand.
0: You might wow. have to pray a long time to know how to put that well, one together. Okay,
1: imagine this. Imagine if you suddenly in my mind's eye, I saw all these puzzle pieces just floating, like floating. And I saw like God was sitting there pulling these pieces together. And on the inside, I knew those puzzle pieces meant people And finances and connections and situations and God was sitting here pulling them all together, and suddenly this picture was starting to form. And it got it gave me confirmation and faith that God is bringing it all together and into focus His plan. See how He spoke to me through a picture,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and so He wants to speak to you that way too. And it might be something for you, and it might be something for somebody else, right? Okay, so was it mean on part three? Yes. Alright, so another thing in, in picture, sometimes colors comes to our mind. Sometimes we just like I don't know why, but I keep seeing I keep seeing green. What is what is that? Could God speak to us like that? He might. Doesn't mean it always is, but he could. How would we know? How would we know yeah, Anna? It might keep coming back to you. And what's the second thing? We got to have a witness on the inside. We got to have kind of this on the inside, just a knowing. Hmm. There's something to that. So because you're so young, you need to go talk to mom and daddy. I keep seeing this. I don't know why, but I keep seeing this. And you have them help you pray and help you figure out, Lord, what show us, tell us what you want me to know or, or to say to me. So sometimes I had a prop, guys. Where'd it go? All right, sometimes we see very bright colors in our visions. All throughout the Bible, colors had significant meanings to God and the people. For instance, what is this? Okay, I would pull it out, but I think I'm just going to let you guys look at it. Okay, and what color is it? It's gold. So for instance, gold is mentioned frequently in the Bible, and when the Bible talks about heaven, it often talks about the streets of gold, or gold crowns, or golden candlesticks. So gold has become a symbol for Christians for the glory of God, or it symbolizes heaven, or even God himself. So when we see gold in our dreams or visions, we can usually know it has something to do with God. When we see colors that stand out to us, we have to ask ourselves some questions to help us find the meanings. Does this color appear in the Bible? Yeah. That's one question. Well, this one does, but there might be some that don't. Okay? So, these are the questions. But if we're seeing a color, if we just keep seeing this color on the inside, we need to ask, is that color in the Bible? And if so, what does it mean or represent there? Does it have more than one meaning in the in the Bible? So we have to decide what God is trying to say to us in that. And this is ha- where we have to be really sensitive to the voice of God. How do we get sensitive to the voice of God?
0: This is a great question, guys.
1: Does anybody know? Now, I know you've had 10 weeks of hearing on the subject of hearing from God. So what are some things that make us sensitive, Julian? Um, by, talking by talking to, to him, him, by so praying, pray. right? So prayer. What else? Katie? Okay, things that help us be more sensitive to hearing the voice of God. So I'll just go over some things, unless somebody knows something real quick. Anna? By reading, reading the Bible, the Bible. It's so that's so good. What a good them. listener you are! That's awesome. So we need to spend time in prayer, we need to practice praying in the Holy Spirit. And we need to study the word, the Bible, because it's an important way he speaks to us. That's the primary way he speaks to us. It's the written word. Worship helps us get more sensitive to God's voice. Did you know that there's a verse in the Bible that says God inhabits the praises of his people? Do you know what inhabits mean, Lucas? Do you know what that means? Let me tell you something. Here, here, here let me illustrate inhabits. Do you see this chair? Yeah, you see the chair. All right, I'm going to inhabit the chair. I filled up the space. I came in and I'm dwelling here. I'm sitting here. See that? Like musical here. Well, kind of. You inhabit the musical chair briefly, briefly, briefly until the music stops, right? So, so do you get what I'm trying to say? That yes. when you have praise and worship on, or when you're worshiping God, God's saying, "I come in and fill up the space. I'm here on the scene." Isn't that cool? All right, so if the color does not appear in the Bible, like, for example, pink. <clears throat> is pink in the Bible? No. Well, how would we decide its meaning? If you kept seeing and you just knew that you knew on the inside that God's trying to tell you something, what might be some things? Uh, Julian? To eat, gum? to eat some bubble gum? <laughs> okay. All right, it might mean many things. So, for example, in America, pink is the color of? little girls a lot of times. A lot of times we think of, you know, it represents little girls. But in another country, okay, I backed, I'm, so we'd have to think about culture. In our culture, we think of pink goes with little girls. But in another country, did you know that pink, many times um, stores and businesses that want to support sinful lifestyle will use the color pink. So in that sense, it's bad. In our culture, it might be something good, but in another country, it could be something bad. Again, how are we going to discern by what we're getting on the inside? So if our cultural meaning does not seem to fit right in our interpretation, we could ask ourselves, what does it mean to me personally? You know, do I hate pink? Do I love pink? So how would a person's personal opinion affect their interpretation? So that could make a difference, right? If you really, you know, maybe it could mean that God's going to bring you another little sister. (gasps) Oh, yeah, she goes, no. (laughs) Okay, so the thing that we're trying to show is that it could have a good meaning. It could have a bad meaning. We don't know we need to ask God to show us and reveal it to us. So here's an example. Sometimes when we see a color, we have to ask ourselves, what I just said, do I have a good feeling about this? Do I have a bad feeling? Let me try to illustrate this. What if you saw, you saw like a person, maybe even a person you knew, and you just saw the color black, that person and the color black? What do you think God could be trying to say? Okay, Katie, you're up first. What? <laughs> okay, It might
0: might mean evil, that's right.
1: You're right. Okay, so let me just say my illustration. So it could be that God is warning you about that person. It could mean that that person is danger and stay away. Or it could mean, let's, let's do another illustration. There's a person and you see the color black and you know on the inside that person's really sad and they need prayer and they need, God's telling you to go give them an encouraging word. Do you see that? Do you see why you can't just say, well, if, if I'm seeing the color black, it always means good or it always means bad or it, you've got to discern what God's saying. That's why you need to talk to your parents. about. I don't know why I keep seeing this. You're up for number four. All right,
0: so sometimes God will show you a picture of something. It might be a color. It, sometimes it's animals. Did you know in lots of visions in the Bible, there was animals in the vision? And when we see an animal, it's just like the colors. We have to ask ourselves what, you know, if you, if you feel like God gave you the picture of an animal, you would say, what, is that animal in the Bible? And if it is in the Bible, what did it mean in the Bible usually? But sometimes the animal is in the Bible and sometimes it means a good thing or sometimes a bad thing. Like, for example, let's take a lion. Let's say you see a picture of a lion. Well, what, how do I decide what the lion means? And if you, say, if you say, well, you know what? In the Bible, it says the devil acts like a roaring lion. So it's a bad thing. It could mean that. But did you know in the Bible, it also says that Jesus is, the, is a lion of Judah. See, just like he was crucified like a lamb, he's going to come back like a lion because he's king. So there it means something really good, right? If Jesus is a lion... Or that symbol is used for Jesus. So we can't just look and say, well, it meant something bad there, so it must mean something bad. Or it meant something good in the Bible, so it must mean something good. There's something else we have to do is we have to now pray and say, Lord, what does that mean for me in my dream? And go to your mom and your dad and explain to them the picture that you have or the dream you had. And say, can you help me ask God what this means and what he's trying to say about this lion. What if you see a picture of an animal that's not in the Bible? Like a kangaroo. I've read the whole Bible and I've never seen any stories about kangaroos. So what if you see an animal that's not in the Bible? You're going to do the same thing. You're going to say, well, you know, what does, what's God trying to tell me? So maybe you will think, well, what do I know about that animal? What do we know about kangaroos? Anybody?
1: Julian, do you have something to say? Uh,
0: They jump fast and high? Katie? They have have babies and pouches. Yep. They carry their babies, so they care they take their babies with them. Um, Hop like a bunny and really big bunnies, right? Adele? Um, They can box with their feet. So we can think of all these nice hoppy cuddly baby things about kangaroos but we also, we could think of bad things, right? Sometimes they're a pest and they come in and eat people's gardens and box their dogs and are just mean to their other pets right? Yeah. and so it could mean something bad, so again, we're not going to go by what we know about a kangaroo but we're going to go back and we're going to pray and we're going to go to mommy and daddy and we're going to say can you help me? I think God showed me a picture of a kangaroo, what does it mean? And let's pray. You know, what an animal might mean to you, it might mean something different to someone else. You know, let, talk, let's talk about a brown Jersey cow. A brown cow. Okay? If, you talk, if I see a picture of a brown cow in my, in, inside of myself, I'm going to probably think something completely different than you. Have any of you ever seen a brown cow? Never. Yeah. Never? I saw a brown yeah. cow before. Brown spots on a cow? Okay. See, we used to have a brown cow when I was young, and I would milk it by hand. And this cow was sometimes, sometimes it was okay and obedient, but other times it was a really naughty cow. Like, it would make me so angry at her that I wanted to, like, put her on the grill and have a hamburger. <laughs> I really would get angry Poor cow. at this cow. You would? That sounds okay. like a great plan for this cow. Uh, so yeah. here's the thing though. <laughs> if, if, we see, if you see a cow, maybe you think about that cow you saw, that brown cow you saw one time. But for me, I might think of something completely different, of that naughty cow I used to have, right? So again, when, when God shows you a picture... We can't just take the first meaning that comes to us. That might be the meaning God wants you to, to have. But we have to check on the inside and let God show us. We pray, we ask, and He'll bring it into your thoughts. He'll help your mom and dad understand it and explain how this, what this is saying to you. Because if God showed you a picture, it's important. Right? We don't want to just say, ah, who cares? And right. we want to actually understand what He's saying to us.
1: That's right, because on, it's on the inside that we know, because sometimes, you know, we just have funny dreams because we just had a funny dream, or, or we just, you know, like wagons, so I'm just thinking about wagons, but it might be something that God wants to say to you. You know, last inside, night, I had
0: a dream about this class. Did you know that? I dreamed about you guys last night, because, see, yesterday evening, we decided we were going to do this tonight, and so I was thinking about it all night long, and then I went to sleep. And yes. I even dreamed about it. Julian.
1: Um, I was chasing a rat, a mouse. Okay. And then. Okay, so you were the mouse? I don't
3: know. <laughs> and, then, and then I said, I'm Okay. And then my grandma, she yelled, intruder. And then, um, uh, then. Oh,
1: my. That sounds like a really weird dream. So here's the thing. On the inside, did you feel like this was just a funny dream? Uh, that sounds like it might have just been well, a funny my
0: dream. Oh, okay. it was your
1: sister's dream.
0: But you know, so, sometimes dreams are just silly dreams. You know what I call those dreams? I call those dreams pizza dreams. I ate too much pizza last night and had a silly dream. <laughs> but you know, even sometimes silly dreams have meanings, and it's always good when you have a dream because. In the Bible, it says that God will speak to us through dreams. So when you have a dream, take the time to pray and ask God, was there something that you were saying to me in that dream? Mm -hmm. Even when it's a silly one. Mm -hmm. All right, numbers. Another way that God speaks is numbers. Maybe you just see a number. I was asking some of you how old you were, and you said you were seven. In the Bible, when, when the number seven, we see that number, a lot of times it means completion or perfect. Because, see, God created the earth in six days. You remember the story? And then on day seven, God rested. Completion. He was done. He had completed it. And then day eight, you know, sometimes when you see eight, it means new beginnings because it's the beginning of a new week. So that's how we can look at numbers and we can say, well, maybe it means this, but you still have to go and pray and say, Lord, what are you telling me that it means? Do you understand? Okay, let's go to part, the next one. Actually, we have a story for you. I'll read a you guys story. you like
1: stories? Yeah. If you like stories, what's your favorite kind of story? Real ones or true ones or, or you know, made-up stories? I love Okay, so made-up story? funny.
0: Well, story. This story might not be very funny, but it's a pretty wild story. I
1: like funny. Bunny stories or funny? bunny stories okay.
0: this story here is one that truly happened okay to a guy named Ezekiel now Ezekiel was a prophet and God would speak to Ezekiel and Ezekiel would go to the people and deliver the message that God had to say to the people and this time I'm going to read to you the story It says, the hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by his spirit and set me down in the middle of the valley. So he didn't go out there physically, but in his mind he could see this. On the inside he could see it. Just like when you imagine the blue bunny, right? You can see it on the inside. Well, he in the spirit realm went out to this valley and guess what he saw in the valley. Anyone know? It's pretty wild.
1: Julian has an
0: idea. Julian, what do you think it was?
1: Um, a school.
0: That's a great guess, but it's not the right one. How about you, Katie? Lions. lions? No lions, but that would be wild, wouldn't be it? Daniel and
1: Daniel. Yeah. How about Daniel you, Arden has one. Arden,
0: okay. Anna, what did you? What do you think's in the valley? <laughs> blue I, bunny I totally with red have eyes. I you
1: pick a different thing, shouldn't have <laughs> I? I don't even know why. I mean, yeah. You're
0: hilarious, Arden. What do you think's in the valley?
1: Okay, that's You know what? Guess. You're that's really cool. close. You are. That's not what that it was, was yet,
0: guess. but maybe in the past it was, and I'll explain yeah. in a little bit. That's a really good great guess. guess. Or should you say Y E T, what's Y E T? Yeah. Oh. Y E T. Yeah. You're a sharp one.
1: Wow, and you know how to spell. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, you're a bright kid, aren't you?
0: All right, so imagine with me, if you will, that you are Ezekiel, okay? Can I have your attention down here? You guys imagine that you're Ezekiel. And that God took you and put you in the valley, and now are you ready to hear what was, the valley was full of, full of bones, Whoa. Bones just Dude. covering the whole valley floor everywhere. Yuck. Just bones, more bones, more bones. Arden.
1: You do? You
0: know the story.
1: Yeah. That's, that's good. Cool.
0: I'm glad you know the story. Anna. An army? Yeah. Maybe an army yeah. fought there that's and that's where thinking. their bones came from? That's
1: good thinking. It's good to think.
0: Well, these bones were people's bones. But maybe the dinosaurs or lions ate them, is why their bones were there. We don't know. Yeah. Okay. Dinosaurs. But what what we do know is that he's standing, imagine you're Ezekiel and you're standing in this valley, and there's just bones everywhere. It says he led me all around, so he walks all around, and there's a great many bones on the surface of the valley. And it says they were very dry. Do you know what it means when a bone is dry? It means that it's been a bone for a long, long time. Okay? Whatever this bone belonged to died a long time ago. Everything went away except for the bone, and it's a dry bone. It's been here for a long time. Then, this is what happens. Okay? You're standing out there. There's all these bones. And then God said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? Yeah. Yes? You think they can? Well, this is what he said. He said, Lord God, only you know. See, if a man would have been out there and said to Ezekiel, Can these bones live? Maybe he would have said, No, these bones died a long time ago, right? But when God asks, Can these bones live? We know that with God, all things are possible. Can you say that with me? With God,
1: with God,
0: all, all things, things are, are possible. possible. So he says, Lord God, only you know. God said to me, prophesy concerning these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. I will put tendons on you, make flesh grow on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you so that you come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Wow. You think that's possible? Yes. Yes. You guys are believers. That's That's exactly right. right. So this is what he did. He says, so I prophesied as I had been commanded. And while I was prophesying, while he was saying it, while he was declaring it, there was a noise, a rattling sound. What if you'd be standing there, all these bones, and suddenly the bones start to move and to shake and to rattle and you see them coming together and you don't see any hands moving the bones, it's just the bones are are moving by themselves. You might wonder what in the world is going on. But he knew what was about to happen, right? Right? So he hears the rattling sound, and the bones come together, bone to bone. And as I looked, tendons appeared on them, and flesh grew, and skin covered them, and but there was no breath in them. So God said to me, Prophesy to the Spirit, Prophesy, Son of Man. Say to it, This is what the Lord God says. Breath. Come from the four winds and breathe into these slain so that they may live. So what did he do? Do you think he said, no God, I don't think that's possible. I'm going home. I've seen enough. This is scary. All these bodies out here. I'm out of here. Do you think that's what he did? Nope. Did you know that... How many of you would like to see miracles? Miracles? Me too. And did you know there's a secret to seeing miracles... The secret to seeing a miracle is obeying what God tells you to do. Obeying him. Yeah. So that's what Ezekiel is doing. He's just obeying God. When God says, say this, he says it. And he's about to see an amazing miracle take place because he's obeying God. Do
1: you Remember what I said in the beginning, why it's so important to hear God's voice? Because if we don't hear his voice, we're not going to do what he said to do. And then you'll miss out on something good and somebody else will miss out on some, something good.
0: See? Anna? You think they're going to turn into people? That's good thinking. All right, let's see. So they've all come together. They're covered. They're just bodies laying there. So now he obeys God. And he says, so I prophesied as he commanded me. The breath entered them. And they came to life and stood on their feet. A vast army. Remember, Arden, you said that maybe the bones came from an army. Yeah, now they are an army. That's right.
1: That was a good guess.
0: And then God said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Look how they say, our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the Lord God says. I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them my people, and lead you into the land of Israel. You will know that I am the Lord, my people, when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it. This is the declaration of the Lord. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? That he, The picture that he was showing, now, now listen, remember all of this was on the inside. He saw it in a vision. And so the picture, the message that he was trying to tell Ezekiel was a message to tell the people of Israel. That I'm going to come, I'm going to resurrect you, I'm going to put my spirit in you. So it would have been pretty important that he hear from God right. Right? And hear what God is saying this message means. He wouldn't just want to go back to the children of Israel and say, Hey, there's an army out there. Go get your swords and your spears and your shields. There's going to be war. See, that would be the wrong message, right? That's not what God was saying. So it's really important that after he saw this vision, that he also heard God explain what the vision meant to him.
1: So what was tonight, what was tonight about? Julian? Okay, we'll. That was last. That's last, last week. But tonight we, we talked about. We did talk about dreams. We, we dreams. did kind of. Yeah. But we were kind of turning a little different corner. Anna, hearing God's voice. Hearing God's voice yes, through what, Katie? Pictures. Adele, did you have something else? Pictures. 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 So another way we hear God's voice could be through a picture He puts where. Anna, in your mind. In your mind. How would we know if it's from God or not? Katie? Ask Ask your parents. parents. Yes, but also the witness on the inside of you. Right? Yes, Anna? What's that? I still can't hear you. Ask yourself. Katie? Ask God. Yep. So we're going to need some discernment. And because you're so young, it's really important you're talking to your parents, and you have them help you pray about it, and they can also ask God. Okay, what time is it? How much time do we have before the pastor's done preaching? So, we're going to go over some review questions, maybe not all of them. What time is it?
0: It's uh, 5 till 8. So let's finish up the, uh, go through some of the review questions. And, we wouldn't
1: um, have to, all of them. Well, I don't know. He's going kind of long tonight.
0: Sometimes the pastor preaches as long and yeah. you have a long lesson, and other times it's kind of short, isn't it? Is
1: there anything we're forgetting? You know what else we didn't go over? We did not go over your memory verse. Do you guys practice that every week? Because, see, I don't know. I'm not your normal teacher. Is that what you do every week? You practice your, okay, who knows your memory verse? <gasps> Katie knows your memory verse. Oh, hold on! I don't know your memory verse. Where's? <laughs> if, I think it's in. It is in. Actually, I know it's Isaiah fifty-five, twelve. I just don't know it by heart. Right here like, it is. Katie knows it.
0: Can you tell it to us, Katie? Okay, you tell us. That's awesome. Yes, Adele. Very good, Isaiah fifty-five. Anybody else? Anna.
1: Very, Very good. good. Wow. Good job,
0: Lucas. She'll go out with joy.
1: Very good. Very good. Am I supposed to put the sticker on it, or does your teacher do it?
0: Well, that would be the same thing.
1: Huh? <laughs> well, all right. Look here. Yeah, but am I supposed to do it, or does your teacher? I mean, do you do it, or does the teacher do it? I'm supposed to do it. Okay. All right. So Aunt Adele said her verse, uh, oh it's always the same color, uh oh, now I'm in trouble. No, it's not
2: no, that's Anna, not Adele.
1: That's okay, well I need Katie to say it, she did say it, okay? Katie did say her verse. And Adele said it, oh it doesn't, and Lucas did, like where's your name, oh there it is.
0: Would anyone else what like to? What color do you
1: want, you want light blue?
0: Would, would any right. of you others like to say the verse that you haven't yet? Yeah. Julian does. Do you know the verse? Okay, you say it. You okay, let's, let's wait. First? Let's wait a little bit. Let's let them say it, and then you can listen to what they're saying, and maybe you'll be able to start then a little bit. Julian. Isaiah. I don't know.
1: I. It's Isaiah. You're right. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know why I can't find a verse. So, do you know oh, the words? Is. Okay. I tell you what guys, we're kind of we're kind of doing you a disservice. Why don't we say it together twice? Okay? For you shall go, go out, out with, with joy. Oh dear. And and be, be led, led forth, forth with peace. Isaiah 55:12. 12. 12. For you shall, shall go out with joy. For you shall go
0: out with joy. <laughs> And be led forth with peace. You guys
1: are so good. Look at that. You didn't even need this. Okay, Julian wants to say it. Peace. Led forth with peace. Okay, Anna, do you have something to say? You said your verse though, right? Well, you can, but maybe you want to tell your parents that one, since you already did say it.
0: Did you want to try again, Elijah?
1: All right, you do it.
0: Okay. Okay, that's all right. So let's say the verse again.
1: I gotta get this the pages lined up right I think you're okay honey we shut it off we put her number up on the board
0: <laughs> call for her parents
1: <laughs> where did that okay look eat another um, if there's a starburst in can there can I have those please Yeah. Okay.
0: alright for you shall go out with joy who's joy your joy? What does it mean? We'll go out with joy.
1: Your mom's joy. Yes, yeah. Joy. So
0: Is yeah, that what it means? Go
1: out yes. with joy. A lot of you go. <laughs>
0: what does joy mean, Katie? Do you know?
1: All right, boys. Why don't you sit down and look around here?
0: Yeah. Even when we face something sad, we can have joy in our heart. Right. So you will, you shall go out with joy, and then what's going to happen? And you'll be led forth with peace. Isaiah Yeah, got job. it.
1: Very, Very, good. Good Very good.
0: Very good.
1: So should, huh? should In right. this thing right here.
0: So what we're going to do is, I right. am going to pray over you and I'm going to pray and ask your parents to agree with me in prayer and they can say amen when I'm done praying for you if they agree with the prayer okay can we pray actually maybe we should wait until you're done eating candy because that seems to be the thing to look at right now
1: uh oh there's one on the loose over here
0: These candies are running away All right, are you guys ready to pray? Okay. Everyone look at me. Are you ready to pray? All right, let's close our eyes, and I'm going to talk to God, and He's going to listen. All right? Father, I thank you for these young children here, and I just lift them to you. I ask you, Lord, to bless them in a special way. Thank you for protecting them and leading them with joy and in peace. Lord, I ask, you said that you would lead us in visions and in dreams, and I ask you to lead these children or we just make ourselves available to you to be led in that way. I ask for wisdom for mom and dad to be able to help them understand the things that you show them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. What's that?
1: So so now what? Now what? music yet?
0: Do you guys usually wait to go up until you hear music?
1: Did we miss something, guys?
0: Well, because we're up here where they're going to stand, we're going to be ahead of them this time. Is that okay? So you'll be here for the very first song. Won't miss any of it. Isn't that awesome? All right. So So what I want you to do is, you know, when, when we go home from church every week, I like to ask my little ones, Adele, I say, what did you learn in children's church tonight? That's what I ask. And then they tell me, but tonight, I want you to do something. This time, you get to be the one asking the questions. And you can ask your mom and dad on the way home. You can say, Mom, Dad, what did you learn in children's church tonight? And see what they say. All right?
1: Remember, you're going to be looking for, listening for what God might be saying to you, right? Okay?
0: Now, what I would like for you to do is turn around. Don't go anywhere. Okay? Stay with us. But turn around and look for your mom and dad. Your mom and dad can stand up. And if you see your mom or dad, raise your hand so that I can see. Okay? Those of you that have your hands up, why don't you go to your parents? And you can go sit in your chair.
1: We need to clear all
0: this away, don't we? Yes. Here, let's put this in or wherever you found that. Yeah, I think so. While they are removing all of that, I want to, to you as parents and adults, if you uh, have a child in your life that you speak into their life, you know, the word says that He is the, there's a God in heaven that reveals secrets. And so when, it, when something is given to us in a dream or a picture or something that the, the meaning isn't just immediately plain to us, we could say it's in the form of a secret. And God is the one who reveals secrets. And so these things don't come just naturally. Because it's not an ex- natural explanation, it's a supernatural thing. So look to the Lord to guide you in helping them understand what they just saw or experienced. And don't be quick to dismiss things. You know, we had, uh, when we first moved here uh, to this building, we had a guest speaker come in and he talked about dreams and visions and he prayed over a whole bunch of us. And I remember our boys and our little ones with us that we had at the time, We were standing here and they prayed over us and had a prophetic word and they prayed that our boys would have dreams and that the Lord would lead them in dreams and he kind of just prophesied that and we saw immediately that the Lord started giving them dreams and and things that majorly impacted our lives and led us and warned us of things And, and it was amazing to see how the Lord spoke to us through dreams and sometimes I was a bit confused at first, you know, because, well, they'd... One of them had come and say, Dad, I had a dream. So we told the children, said, listen, when you have a dream, come tell us. Worship team, you can come. And um, we said, come tell us, that way we can pray and and see if the Lord's saying something to us. And so they did, and sometimes it was like, yeah, there's nothing there. And then other times, it was like, there's something there, but I'm not seeing what it is. And so it took, I remember one time in particular, I fasted and prayed, Lord, show me what this means. And, and we did. We got it clear. In fact, we had confirmation words and all kinds of things that the Lord brought and led us in that simple way of Him speaking through our children. So don't discount those things and be quick to uh, look to them. I'll leave you with Proverbs 25, verse 2. It says this, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search out a matter is the glory of kings. So take joy in the search. And in searching out, what is the Lord saying to me? the blood we wouldn't be here without it would we everything that we do is rooted in that right there our identity in him who he's made us to be and we're so grateful for that I want to leave you with just a couple things and and we'll dismiss and number one is because we didn't talk about this in the children's lesson is nightmares are not from God. Alright? If your child or you are having a nightmare, here's how you deal with that. You take authority in the name of Jesus over that nightmare, command it to stop. Just as like you would a little puppy dog with muddy paws that ran into your house. You're going to take authority, command it to be gone. That's how you stop those nightmares. You don't put up with them, don't play with them, don't give any room for them. Just take authority over them in the mighty name of Jesus and that settles it. right? But walk in freedom. Don't be plagued by those things. The other thing I want to leave you with is this. I hope tonight that as you sat and observed and saw the value that the Lord has for the little ones and maybe some of you were stirred to take part in ministering to them. And if you would like to do that Come talk to Kelly. Kelly, raise your hand real high. She's here in the front row. Or if you know one of the coordinators, you can talk to them. And we do require all of our teachers to go through a background check. And so just know that if you, if you want to help there, that, that's going to take place. We'll cover the cost of that. But we take very, very seriously not only um, that the little ones are taught the Word of God, but also to protect and safeguard them. And so we love you guys. We believe in you. And one way that we love God is how in this house? All right. So we have a time of fellowship downstairs. Everyone's invited.
3: everyone. Welcome to Church of the Word International here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. We're so glad that you're here tonight. Are you glad you're here tonight? Me too. Praise the Lord. There is nothing better than being in the house of God with sisters and brothers in the Lord. You know, There's something about, something wonderful about older people. That's great. That was a good response. Uh You know why? They have history with God. They know of his loving kindness. They know of his tender mercies. They know of his faithfulness. They know of his great grace. And they have a lot of stories to prove that. Amen? Well, in Psalms 143, David is wrote, and he had mused on all the things of the past that God had done for him, because he was in a place of persecution. His son was rebelling against him. His soul was so wounded by saw. And he starts off in 143, hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplication. In your faithfulness, answer me. And in your righteousness, do not enter into judgment with your servant. For in your sight, no one living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness like those who have been long dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me and my heart within me is distressed. But... You love that word. I will remember the days of old, and I'll meditate on all your works. I muse on the work of your hands, and I spread my hands upward to praise you. For my soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Answer me speedily, O Lord. My my spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. For in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. For I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me from all my enemies. In you I take shelter. Teach me to do your will. For you are my God. Your spirit is good. And lead me into the land of uprightness. Revive me again, O Lord, for your name's sake. For I am your servant. No matter what you're going through in life, David encouraged himself in the Lord. We're to learn how to encourage ourselves and to lift our hands and worship the Lord and praise him. Why? Because our father is a good and faithful god the same yesterday today and forever think about all the things he's done for you in your past all the deliverances all the loving kindness and when you start counting your blessings and know the god you serve you'll lift your hands and praise him even in the midst of a problem let's do that tonight not that we have any problems we're just here to love and worship and praise the Lord. Let's stand up together as family tonight and let's do that. Let's put him in remembrance. Think of something that he just did recently for you and praise him for it.
0: Bless you, Lord. You are great and good in every way, and we acknowledge your goodness tonight. And we invite you, Lord, to have your will, your way in us tonight. That you would be glorified and lifted up, and that your will would be fully accomplished in us tonight. And we bless you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name and amen. You may be seated. So tonight we're going to have a baby dedication before we go any further. So I'm going to invite Apostle Dale Armstrong and Terry to come and they will lead us in the dedication.
2: Good evening, family. Praise the Lord. Well, just give me a few seconds, I think, so the Avery is uh, not, well, she's such a perfect child. I mean, I haven't heard her cry yet, so maybe we'll get one out of her tonight. Open your Bible with me to Genesis 18, and I want to share some scriptures, primarily to Zach and Jill, and we'll let everybody else listen in. For those of you who don't know, I'm Dale Armstrong, that's my lovely wife Terry, and our son and daughter-in-love have had a little girl, the third of their family, the last of this generation of Armstrongs. That just makes me want to cry. So I know when she was born, we played the last of the Mohican music everywhere we could. <laughs> Here in Pro- or Genesis 18, rather, the Lord came down to do some business in the earth. And he came and met with Abraham. And before he met with Abraham, he asked angels that were with him, one of whom I believe was the pre-incarnate Jesus. And the Lord said in verse 18 or 17 of Genesis 18, the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him. This is something that God knew about Abraham. Now I know some of your modern translations will say, for I have chosen him, but here's another case where I vote for the King James. The Hebrew here <laughs> the Hebrew here emphasizes God's knowledge and it does imply that because he perhaps we could surmise that because he knew this about Abraham, that it may have been one of the reasons for which he chose him. And I think it it's it's good for us all to remember this that what God has given us, we are, are held accountable by our Father to pass on. When the pastor was talking about the church coming from the young, from the nursery, to, to those of us with white hair and those of us that shave the white hair off, so no one sees, uh, we, have, we have multiple generations. And the power of the church is to pass on the living Word of God. And so here, go quickly to Deuteronomy chapter 4. And again, encouraging Zach and Jill in the Word of God. Let's look here in verse 9. Only take heed to yourself. And... Keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things which your eyes have seen. Don't do it. How many of you have God's done something in your life and has marked your life? I know God has marked Zach and Jill's life, and the children need to know about that. The children need to know. Terry turned 47 just recently. Well, she was born again 47 years ago. That's the better birthday to celebrate. And uh, so many things marked her life that I know were, were passed down to uh, Ben, Zach, and Ethan. And we want to be sure that Avery is raised up with a knowledge of what God has done. Don't let them depart from your heart all the days of your life, but teach them to your sons and your sons' sons, Especially the day that you came before the Lord. That day is important that salvation is in our house. Amen? When I was young, I remember being accosted by several people Uh, How could you have children in this day and age? How could you raise kids in this day and age? And my response to them, based on Psalms 112, is My seed will be mighty in the earth. That's why all my boys are taller than I am. I've quoted that scripture. My seed shall be mighty upon the earth. And I responded to them, thank God you're not bringing your kids into the earth, and I'm bringing mine. This world needs my kids. This world needs little Avery. And so we rejoice together as uh, Zach and Jill bring her here before the Lord to present her to the Lord. You know, scripturally, even Jesus Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple to present him to the Lord. And uh, what a joy. Hallelujah. Look at not a peep out of her. Praise the Lord. Hello, sweetie. Everybody say hello to Avery. I was praying this afternoon and I said I said what does Avery mean? So I looked it up and it means ruler of elves. Uh, uh, so, so, so we're, we're, I'm not sure how biblical we are, what, what ground we're standing on tonight. Hallelujah. But uh, Avery Ada, Ada means of nobility, born of nobility. That's a good name, a strong name. Amen. Well, here, son, why don't you hold that? I want to hold her and present her before the Lord. Terry, you want to come and lay hands on her? Hallelujah. Join with this congregation. Heavenly Father, we bring Avery before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this precious life and all of the potential and all of the future that you've designed in her. Lord, from the beginning of the world, you laid it all up. You've written it in a book. And Lord, we thank you that she will fulfill the perfect will of God. We thank you she walks in divine healing and health. We thank you, Lord. She's quick to learn. We thank you, Lord, for the gifts and the callings of God that flow out of her and bless this family. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, young man, young lady, she's your responsibility now. Children are a gift of the Lord. This one comes with strings attached. Amen. Keep Jesus at the forefront of your life as I know you will. Amen. Amen. Aren't we blessed, family? Let's give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah.
0: For those of you that are new with us tonight, if you didn't pick up on this, so Apostle Dale is grandpa to the little one, and so it was special that he was able to be here um, to dedicate baby Avery. And um, also, just our history, Apostle Dale's the founder of this church, and uh, him and Jesus and a number of other faithful people that gathered around him, so hallelujah. Anyhow, we, uh, we digress, so I will go ahead and invite you to stand back up with me, because if I don't do this part first, you'll just stay sitting, I know how you are. <laughs> And now that you're standing, go ahead and greet someone, welcome someone, introduce yourself. If you don't know someone's name, uh, get to know it. And we're going to send all the children down to Children's Church. All the classes are welcomed down to the ministry.
1: All right. Wow, that's different to use this kind of mic. How is everybody? Y'all good? We welcome you once again to Church of the Word International. If you're here for the very first time, we'd like to just have you raise your hand so we can clap for you. We're glad to have you here tonight. Thank you for coming out and being a part of our service tonight. If you'd like, you can fill out that information card and uh, put that into the offering basket when that goes by. All right, well, if you haven't been able, I'm just going to say it. Y'all know by now that we're going to have something different, so... (laughs) So on that note, we're going to ask for a raise of hands who needs a cash envelope for your giving. Um, The ushers will bring one to you. If you're giving by credit card, please fill out all of the blanks. And if you're choosing to give by check, you can make it out to CWI. So we're going to go right into the bulletin. If you have it, you can pull it out and read along here. So we have the ladies' breakfast is coming up this coming Saturday on the 22nd. 8 30 in the morning there's a sign-up sheet in the back and I believe there's a food sign-up as well so if you would like to help the ladies and bring some food for that breakfast um, sign up in the back men's breakfast is also next Saturday and location still to be determined I believe unless Josh knows Um, (laughs) still to be determined so if you're, if you're going to come out to the men's breakfast, just talk to Josh and be in communication with him. Ron Kahn will be coming, not this coming Thursday, the following. So October 27th and 28th, he'll be here on a Thursday and a Friday at 10 a.m. here at the building. All are welcome. And one other thing to mention that's not in the bulletin. How many of you know about free PA meetings? Are familiar with that? Okay, some of you. I just wanted to announce that those meetings do take place every second Thursday and every fourth Thursday of the month, and um, they're always good meetings, informational, helping you keep up to speed on what's happening and what action we can take um, as citizens of this country, what we can take to be a part of bringing change. So I wanted to let you guys know that the next meeting is on October 27th. The doors open at 6:30. The meeting starts at 7, and we're having a special town hall with State Representative Brian Cutler. Anybody got some questions they'd like for Brian Cutler? <sighs> so, if you'd like, uh, come on out and be a part of that. All right, I'm going to turn the time over to our pastor.
0: Yeah, we will collect the offering after a bit, so just continue to uh, hang on to that, um, but you'll be, you'll be a part of that in a moment.